G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to what continues to be one of the biggest issues. What happens just this past weekend? The Canberra Freedom Convoy, where it's estimated tens of thousands, some say lots more than that, turned out to protest the mandates that have been upon every Australian in the nation's capital of Canberra. But the sorts of things we'll talk about today revolve around the media response, not only to the issues of last weekend, but to the past two years of the pandemic. The response of the media may be seen to be lacking. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about the media this past week and joining us once again today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you again, Neil. Well, Bill, let me just start with something you say in one of your latest articles uh, where you talk about fake news in the media. You say that the media is typically a despicable joke. Uh, Are you having a go at the media? What sort of foundation is there for the sorts of things we've been seeing on our screens and listening to on our radios and reading in the newspapers? Yeah, well, I am having a go. (laughs) Uh, What we call the mainstream media, that is the main media outlets we're all used to, as opposed to what we now call the alternative media, And the whole reason the alternative media has been set up, of course, is so many people have just found that the mainstream media is not covering the news anymore. It's all about pushing agendas, pushing opinion, often pushing misinformation, if not falsehoods. And uh, look, studies have been on this for years and years now, just how bad much of the mainstream media is getting. I mean, actual studies showing that, for example, whether, say, in America, something like a good 85% of all media personnel are basically aligned with the Democratic Party and opposed to the values of, say, the Republicans. Well, when you have those kind of surveys and studies, that, that tells you something. And we get the same here. Our ABC, for example, overwhelmingly made up of those of the secular left, and quite proudly so. Uh, They'd all be Greens or Labour voters, very few who would support the Libs and the Nats. So these are just the facts of the case. And then we see almost countless examples every day of more media bias, more fake news, more... uh, you know, just pushing agendas, and I guess we've really seen it, certainly, well, not just this past weekend, but the past two years with the whole COVID issue and just how the media has really run uh, with uh, so much of the fear-mongering and panic porn and uh, really contributed in many ways more harm than good, it seems, in the past few years. 
If I had an observation of mainstream media, I might say you're more inclined these days to see a weather story at the top of the headlines than you are to see those big stories that affect every single Australian. And it's perhaps because, as you've reflected, journalists are not asking hard questions. They're afraid to talk about the real issues because there's an ideological position that newsrooms seem to take, which may not be in the national interest. In fact, you say that most media outlets act like zombies, zombie yes-men. What are your thoughts for the standard of journalism we might be seeing in Australia? Well, yeah, it was. It used to be the job of a journalist to, you know, ask the hard questions, investigative journalism, do anything to uncover the truth. Uh, That's what media, what journalism is supposed to be about. But for many years now, perhaps decades, it really hasn't been. Uh, Take the issue again of this march over the weekend. One way to really push an agenda and skew the news is simply not to cover a particular story, right? That's as important as how you may cover a story. So not just this past Saturday with, well, many would say hundreds of thousands of marchers, but all of the massive marches we've had for the last four or five months now, often again, hundreds of thousands, whether in Melbourne and so on, often the mainstream media simply would not cover the story at all. I mean, simply ignoring a major breaking story such as that, well, that's one way to skew the news. That's one way to push fake news. Or if you do talk about it, as is so often the case, whether, again, past Saturday or the other marches, you'll get, you know, just foolishness, outright lies, things like, uh, oh, well, a few thousand anti-vaxxers showed up today at a march. Well, sorry, a 100,000 is not a few thousand, so that's the first mistruth. But again, the idea this is just a bunch of anti-vaxxers, the truth is the overwhelming majority would be vaccinated already, not just with COVID, but with the other, you know, the things we have been doing all of our lives. I've, I've been vaccinated plenty of times myself. So, when you actually tell falsehoods about what this is really all about, and it is about freedom, about saying no to medical mandates, to health fascism, to letting people make choices for themselves, what's being uh, put into their own bodies, I think that's a very important thing to want to march and uh, stand for, but to just call it a handful of uh, anti-vaxxers or worse, uh, the Canadian trucker freedom convoy in Canada, same thing, Trudeau calls it a small fringe group of hate people, of white racists, and, you know, just madness, just totally distorting what's happening. So, yeah, it is getting to be quite a concern, and that's why so many are turning to the alternative media. Culture Watch exists uh, mainly for that reason, as do so many other alternative sites. Bill, tens of thousands of people turn out for a rally, and as you say, as many as 100,000. I've heard people saying there might have been as many as a million, though I think that might be a little stretch. But that's got to be more than just a fringe group of radical anti-vaxxers. This is mums and dads. And we might get concerned when there is a demonising, as you say, 
and even a dehumanising of the mums and dads uh, when you're going along with a, a propaganda line which seems to be reflecting what is a growing authoritarianism in our governments. So these mums and dads deserve better, don't they? Oh, they sure do. Again, when you all up have millions of ordinary Australians, mums, dads, and plenty of Christians, by the way, I might add, I've got good friends, Christians, who were at the Canberra March, and I went to a number of the Melbourne marches. Everywhere I looked, there were Christians singing, praying, holding up placards with Bible verses, evangelizing, right? The secular left media, of course, especially hates conservative Christians, so no wonder they're either ignoring or demonizing these uh, protest marches. But as I say in my um, piece about the media, one of the things that most bothered me, and I, I think would bother anybody, any fair-minded person, was what the Canberra Times did after the march. Of course, the march was Saturday. So the Sunday, Canberra Times came out with an edition of its paper, front page cover, massive uh, headline, showed a picture of the march. But then it said this, uh, all right, you've had your day, now go home. Basically saying, get lost, we don't want you here. Now, there's a few problems there, as anybody with a bit of common sense would know. First of all, I thought newspapers were just that, news, not opinion papers. They do have opinion pages inside where they can give opinion, but otherwise they're supposed to uh, cover the news, not have these ugly headlines saying, you guys stink, we, we find you offensive, we don't want you here, get lost. So that's the first problem, opinion instead of news. But then, well, it wasn't all that long ago. Remember in Canberra as well, there was another protest. Uh, the old Parliament House was actually set alight by protesters. Now, I don't recall the Sunday Canberra Times saying, all right, you've had your say, now get out of here. Be the same with, say, BOM marches, Extinction Rebellion marches, right? Plenty of huge left-wing marches over the years in Canberra. Yet the Canberra Times never said, all right, go home. We don't want you here. But when you have freedom-loving Christians and conservatives who simply want to stand up for basic human rights and liberties, well, here the Canberra Times, representative of so much of the media, showed its true colors. We don't like you. We hate you. We find you contemptible. Leave our city at once. So um, I think that was just such a revealing moment of this is where much of the mainstream media is at. It may be a editor who's trying to reflect the view of ordinary Canberrans who didn't like their streets being clogged with traffic. But Bill, let me ask you this here. Uh, are Christians uh, typically, or have they become, afraid to align with other Australians who might be concerned that freedoms are being trampled? Where do you think Christians ought to stand, and uh, should they stand in the crowds uh, with the risk of all of that uh, anti-Christian or anti-freedom media? Any thoughts about where Christians stand in all of this? Yeah, well, let me speak to both of the things you said uh, as to, you know, people coming into town and disrupting traffic. Well, excuse me, how many of the people were actually from Canberra, from the ACT? Perhaps, the, you know, a good half 
maybe a majority of people actually from Canberra. So for the Canberra Times to say, get lost, we don't want you, what does that say? But yeah, as to the issue of taking a stand, even though it's costly, wow, that's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to be salt and light. We're called to speak truth. Uh, so often we have to keep going back to history, right? Where were the Christians early on? In Germany in the 30s, when the red flags were being waved, when the warning signs were there, there were a, a brave minority, as we know, of people who did speak out, and they often paid for it with their lives, not just people like Bonhoeffer, who was arrested and killed, but so many others. So there's always been this small remnant who say, look, uh, I see trouble. I've got to sound the alarm. I've got to wake others up. What we see happening here is very worrying. And as a Christian, we cannot remain silent. That was the same kind of message people like Martin Luther King Jr., of course, shared as well. He said, I have to speak up against injustice. The treatment of blacks cannot continue. Sure, it'll make me controversial. A lot of people will hate on me. Much of the media will turn on me. But hey, um, being a Christian, we're not here for a comfortable ride or just to feel good. We're here to proclaim truth in every area of life, even if it's costly to us. Well, encouragement today for Christians to look critically at Australian mainstream media. Bill Muhlenberg, always good thoughts. I'll point listeners to the article we're talking about today that you've written that's on your blog site at billmuhlenberg.com. Uh, listeners will be able to Google Culture Watch one word to find the article The Media's Hatred of the Truth and People. Sounds harsh, but there's certainly some truth to that. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.